The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, as they say. And Wednesdays are very often when we get wisdom from the one and only Andrew Brandt. It's crazy. Every time you think people say to you, there's nothing going on in the NFL, man. There's nothing. Nope. Wrong. Incorrect. Just a few of the things I hope I can even get to with Andrew today. The Julio Jones trade leaks, NFL loosened vaccination procedures, the laundry list of female hires in the NFL recently. We have a mental health hire. The NFL sets a salary cap ceiling. June 1st was yesterday. That's an important date in the NFL. So listen, point is, is especially in the offseason, it's always Andrew Brandt time. It's also always a good time to spread the word via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. I am always looking for new engagers. Engage, Maverick. Engage. I'm looking for new engagers. Just engage anyway. Quote, tweet, retweet, reply, love on Instagram, share on Facebook. I'm really into the sharers on Facebook. Sponsor confirmation email winner. Take advantage of a sponsor. Send it to me. YouTube shout out. Love, love, love the YouTube shout outs. All you have to do is subscribe to the channel and then go ahead and make any comment and I'll do one of those cameo style shout outs for you. I just did one today, by the way, a cameo style shout out for one of the listeners, which was awesome. Patron of the week, Michael Camilleri, patreon.com slash RT media. I love it. Welcome, Michael, and welcome, Andrew Brandt. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Always love talking with my man, Andrew Brandt, for so many reasons. Check him out on social media, at Andrew Brandt. He's the host of the Business of Sports podcast, which is growing. And if you aren't watching or listening, or just listening, or watching the clips, watching the social media clips are a good way to entice you to listen more. You are doing it wrong. 
Great story already this week in Sports Illustrated. And you did a triathlon <laughs> this weekend, Andrew. I did a duathlon. I'm not into the swimming, Ross. I'll swim in a pool, but I'm not going to do the uh, the open water swim. Sometimes I just say triathlon because people, you know, it takes too long to explain duathlon. But I did a run, bike, run. That's my thing. Run, bike, run. So this one was a sprint. Two 5Ks wrapped around a 15-mile bag. So two five, a 5K, 15-mile bike, another 5K. Uh, Ross, I don't know how many people watching were in the East Coast and felt that weather this weekend. It took every ounce of willpower that I had to get out of bed at 4 in the morning on Saturday morning with a howling rainstorm, get my butt to Central Jersey, and stand at that start line, toe the line, man. But you know, and this is a lesson for everyone, if I didn't do it, I'd have been kicking myself all holiday weekend. I would have. You know, I'd be like, ah, you just stayed in bed. You're no good. You know, that's how I roll. So it went well. I won the old guys group. Uh, <laughs> there were 70-something entrants. I wanted to get top 10, ideally. I got 12. So I'm happy with that because I, I don't mind losing a bunch of 30-year-olds. 12th overall at mm. 60 years of age? That is amazing, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, there's some fast guys out there uh, that are in their 50s. But now that I hit this advanced age group, uh, I can win that one pretty easily. That is awesome. Um, all right, let's dive into some of the yeah. football topics here. Um, but I saw your tweets this weekend. I was admiring it uh, from afar. So let's start with the Julio Jones stuff. I think it's interesting. You know, when you see Diana Rossini say the Falcons have been offered a first-round pick or these reports that the Titans are going to, you know, have offered a second-round pick and then the Seahawks are interested. When you were in the NFL, you know, with the Packers, and even now, what do you think – when you re when you see those leaks, are you pretty good at kind of reading between the lines? Yeah, I mean, I think I was then, and I think I am now, and I think anyone who's sort of been around the business knows that. It's just kind of trying to leverage the best offer you can for a player like Julio. And we talked about this last week, Ross, that maybe the Falcons were upset it got out on TV and Julio didn't know he was being televised. Come on, this has been known for months. They're going to trade Julio Jones once the cap can be pushed into 2022. So now it's just a question of what they can get. And I think they're putting out word that they can get X, Y, Z. And I'm like other people, if they could have gotten a first round pick, it would have been announced already, just transacted after today, after June 1st. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what they got. Um, you know, they got a number one for Stefan Diggs, but a number two for DeAndre Hopkins. So We'll just see where this comes out, but obviously it'll be traded. And obviously this, you know, my broken record, this is a massive mistake for the Falcons. I keep saying this. They did a contract extension for Julio. The contract extension years kick in, you know, when 2021. So they're going to pay the piper for this contract. Just like, you know, the earth, um, the, um, the Wentz and the, and the golf trades. You know, we talked last week about, you know, these protocols the NFL has for vaccinated players and, and the quote from Sean McDermott. And, you know, you're, it's funny, your, your quote and my tweet of it got a lot of attention 
from people saying they shouldn't have to vaccinate, they shouldn't have to, it's their choice. I just want to be clear from my perspective. I'm not saying they have to or even that they should. I'm just saying it would be naive to not think it could be a factor in some of the decisions. And so these young men, when they're making their decision, should take that into account. I think that was the point you were making too. I mean, today's June 2nd on September 2nd. So what is that? Uh, Three months from today, I think is the cut down. So we'll go from 90 players to 53 plus a practice squad. So again, it's numbers to me, like exactly what you're saying. It's business. The business of football will win. So if you've got a coach, a GM, a decision maker, player personnel coordinator, whatever it is, and they see two guys are relatively equal and one's not vaccinated, come on. Let's just be real here. We don't need to talk about politics. It's reality. And these guys, my experience representing players and seeing players on the bottom of the roster, they don't want to give any reason for a team to potentially cut them because they're already a thousand reasons because they're bucking uphill to begin with against higher draft picks, against veterans, whatever it may be. Same thing we talked about with showing up for workouts, Ross. It's really the same thing. And I use my example again. If the boss says, hey, we're going to be in here this weekend and you're at a law firm or business firm and you say, I don't know if I will. <laughs> of course you will be. Uh, so that's what the way it is in football as well. Curious to get your thoughts, Andrew, and what you think the thoughts are of the people in the league with the spate of female hires recently. I mean, it feels like every team has announced the hiring of at least one female into their front office or into the coaching staff. Feels like all of them have. And then there are some more recently in Denver – and now, uh, Catherine, we believe it's Raish um, mm-hmm. with the Eagles that are in pretty high-ranking roles now. Your thoughts on what clearly seems like it's an initiative for the NFL because it just wouldn't be a coincidence that all these women would be getting hired and getting promoted at the same time. Yeah, I mean, this is great. I mean, for equality, for gender diversity, Samantha Rappaport at the league has been pushing this for a long time. Again, taking you back to the day I was working in the NFL from 99 to 09, there are a lot of women working for teams, but I can't remember a single one work except for an administerial role working in football operations. So let's just be clear for people who don't understand the difference. There are really two sides of every NFL team. There's kind of the business administrative side of the team, and there's the football side of the team. And the business side is PR, it's marketing, it's finance, it's accounting, it's pro shop, it's business development. And the football operations, everyone knows, is coaching and scouting and and cap management. So this is where we are. We are now seeing hires on the football side, and this is not new, it's been going on for a few years, but as you've noted, It's a plethora of it these days. It's happening everywhere, which is great. I mean, equality has hit the NFL. It takes longer in the NFL, it seems, than other sports. But, wow. Again, back in my day, lots of women working in PR and finance and marketing and and accounting, but not on the football side. That has changed. 
Along with it, uh, Andrew, we had recently this week, Washington hired uh, Dr. Barbara Roberts uh, for wellness, director of wellness for an NFL team, which I feel like is something that's probably right up your alley. I hired a woman in Green Bay, and I don't know if I was the first, but it's far from a director of wellness. She was a counselor, and all I asked her was to just have office hours because she had a real practice in town. So she had office hours and uh, she was used in the building uh, on a confidential basis by not only players, but their families and significant others. Maybe that was a harbinger. We're at a different age now with mental illness and wellness and everything else. I love it. You know me as well as anyone with all my modalities, (laughs) all my workouts and my cryo and my acupuncture and everything else. So, and meditation, I think all that's great. I mean, listen, Ross, this is not your father's NFL. And me personally, I love it. I love seeing more women hires, directors of wellness, mental health awareness. Uh, this is great, especially coming off the pandemic. You know, I think there's a lot of value in NFL teams having someone that players and or their families can just talk to. Yeah. Can just talk to about life issues and or football issues. You know, you have something different again from back in the day, and we've talked about this a lot, and they're talking about it now with the NBA a lot in the playoffs. You have social media, and I see a lot of value in social media, and you and I both uh, do well on Twitter because we can provide information nuggets that maybe others can't. But obviously there's a dark side, and the dark side is not only affecting teens, but I think it affects athletes. I just think it's a way that it's hard to stay away. And you could have a hundred great comments and you have two bad ones and it stays with you. So I feel for athletes in this age of social media. I really do because it takes a lot of willpower to stay away from the comments. And the more resources you can provide against that, other than telling them don't look, which obviously is a good advice, but it's hard not to. You know, Andrew, that's such an interesting point because I've always thought of it and looked at it like, man, these guys are so lucky that they're able to build up their following and build their brands while they're athletes. You know, there are guys that have gotten in the media who played for a number of years while social media was booming, and their careers, their followings are much bigger, and they're able to get uh, more business opportunities and have more clout as a result of it. And I'm jealous on some levels that we didn't have that when I was playing, but there is a flip side to it. You know, I mean, I can just imagine I give up a sack or whatever. And after the game, I check my social media and people are killing me for it. Yeah. I mean, the mental health aspects, I don't want to be cliche about it, but it's so important. Listen, I think back long ago in my career, I was the first general manager of the Barcelona Dragons. It was pre-social media. It was pre-internet. That's how old I am. Um, But you know what, Ross? We had 40 guys, 45 guys living in Barcelona, Spain, couldn't understand the newspapers, couldn't understand the television, didn't have internet, four months, who'd never been out of the country, and some of them never been out of their state. So my job was as much a mental health counselor in those four months as anything. 
I learned with second level players, obviously world league NFL Europe players, how important it was. And we had some real issues, like real issues, dramatic issues back in the day of the NFL Europe. So just think about that magnified by social media. If you have something in your past that you, that you don't want triggered. So I get it. I really do. Wow. That's a, that's an interesting perspective. Andrew. I think we've done it. We might've done it like five years ago or so, but we should do a, uh, we should do an episode sometime just on NFL Europe. You're just on your experience there in Barcelona. What about the NFL coming out after we spoke last week, Andrew, and said, here's the ceiling for the 2022 salary cap. It's 208.2 or whatever they said. Why, why do that now and why is that important? You know, it's interesting. I don't know this, Ross, because here we are at the opposite of a year ago. So in July or June a year ago, it was like the cap for next year is going to be no less than 175. And now we hear the cap for next year is going to be no more than 208. And it's just an interesting posturing, right? So I don't know if the NFL and LPA says, okay, we had the pandemic. Let's just create a brace for the worst coming into 2021. But now coming out of the pandemic in 2022, let's be optimistic. I've never seen it. You know, I've, I've been to cap projection meetings in my whole career I've seen projections but they never say the maximum or they never say the minimum and now we're two years so just so everyone knows the cap we're not saying they're not saying the cap's going to be 208 next year the cap could be 198 which it was a year ago but it could be can't be more than 208 so this is going to be interesting to watch uh listen full stadiums uh I'm going to the Sixers game you know, we're going to have a full stadium tonight. Uh, so this is happening. And if it's happening in the NBA, believe me, it's going to happen in the NFL in many jurisdictions, if not all. Yeah, that, I guess. That's the, revenue. That's, that's the revenue key. Yeah, I guess it just helps the uh, it helps the salary cap folks know, well, it probably will be 208, but it's definitely not going to be more than that. They can at least have some idea of what the ceiling is that they have to make sure they're under, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important visually and optics, right? For the salary cap in 2022 to be more than the salary cap in 2020. So 2020 was 198. Now we've had, we have this incredibly low pandemic year, got it. But I think visually and optically, forget about 208, it's gotta be more than 198. It has to be. Because then the union's going to look like, oh, my God, we're, we're still back before 2020 here. So uh, I think that's a key number, getting above 198. Last question, June 1st. A lot of talk this week about June 1st. And we discussed Julio Jones and Zach Ertz and all this stuff. Why is June 1st important? You know, I, I know the answer to this, but... You know, I always have to remember, not everybody's like you and I that lives and breathes this all day and knows all the, the nooks and crannies. Yeah, I don't want to get too cap um, legalese, I guess, here, but <clears throat> the unamortized bonus of cap uh, prorations, uh, I just did get too legalese, didn't I? Um, when you have uh, dead money, 
if you cut a guy or trade a guy or he retires before June 1st, it all counts in the year of retirement or cut or release or trade. If you do it after June 1st, only the part for the year, in other words, for 2021, will stay on the cap in 2021 and the rest will be pushed out. I, I think you're talking to one of the more conservative cap managers ever. And you know that everyone who follows me knows that. If I was in the shoes of these teams, I would take it all in 2021 and not push it out because I don't want to be dealing with that. But it's going to happen. And Julio Jones, obviously the Falcons are going to be dealing with Julio Jones cap number. Think about it. For 18 months, they're going to be dealing with Julio Jones cap number. Not just six months, 18 months. Uh, so that's what happens. And teams, again, go for short-term relief for long-term pain. I just say take the pain, but you know we'll see what happens. I think I'm going to be tweeting out in like 16 months that the highest cap charge of the Atlanta receivers is Julio Jones. So that's where we are. That's a great point. You will be tweeting that. That will be accurate. Um, 16 months, and that's really funny. Check him out on social media, at Andrew Brandt. He's phenomenal. The business of sports, we talked about it last week. Uh, love that discussion that you had uh, with as it relates to college athletics. Very, very cool. Um, what can people look for this week, Andrew? I'm going to dive in a few things. Um, and I, it's amazing, Ross. We just went through a podcast, and the two words, Aaron Rodgers, did not come up. <laughs> but since I'm the, I'm the supposed expert, because I know both parties, I'll dive in a little more about that, and uh, I don't see anything happening June 1st or not. That's the little uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I didn't get to Adam Vinatieri in my last podcast because I had guests. I'm going to talk about him retiring and my personal experiences with him. And you know what I want to do, Ross? We just talked about mental health. I want to talk about Naomi Osaka. I think this is a huge issue in the business of sports. Uh, I really want to dive into that on, on my podcast this week. Ooh, I, I've been reading about that a little bit. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds awesome. And the Andrew Brandt Sunday 7, where can they get it? Andrew-Brandt.com. Getting a lot of signups each week. Uh, little nuggets for you every Sunday morning. Thanks, Ross. Thank you, Andrew. There he is, Andrew Brandt. Look, he's asking you to sign up for the Sunday 7, which you should absolutely do. I mean, why not? It's a free weekly email where you can – See some more stuff from Andrew. Hopefully, you already listen to Business of Sports. I'm just asking you to rate and review the show. It means a lot to us. It counts as a sponsor confirmation email. So if you rate and review the show on your phone, it takes two seconds. Then you do a screenshot. Email it to me, ross at rosstucker.com. Ask me any email question you want. Tucks takes. Hey, Ross. Well, let's start today. The most notable transaction, in fact, since Monday, the Houston Texans signing running back Rex Burkhead. Man, they are, they are hilarious. They are just signing everybody. I mean, competition, competition, sign, sign, sign. Rex is from Texas. Go for it. Uh, they got a bunch of running backs. I mean, this is kind of the Patriot way. They'll see who the three or four guys are that should be on the roster this year. Start to try to build this team. Ducks takes. Other moves include the Jets signing defensive end Ronald Blair and the Lions signing D-tackle Brian Price. So sometimes these moves are just to get through OTAs because you need a veteran body who can come in and practice. 
sometimes it's you realize during OTAs you need a veteran there to be your fourth D end or fifth D tackle or whatever it'll be. And sometimes they're just bodies. Ducks takes. And finally, your thoughts on Washington hiring Dr. Barbara Roberts as their director of wellness. Well, Andrew and I obviously talked about it a little bit. I, I think it's wonderful. I really do. In fact, I am going to effort. You ever use that word like that, Bri? No. You've never said, like, I'm going to effort to call this person or I'm going to effort. It's kind of like you're trying to say a fancier way of try. Yeah, I could say I will make an effort, but I would never say I'm going to effort. I'm going to effort to try to get one of these team director of wellness, mental health coordinators. I'm going to, I'm going to effort to try to get one of them on the show. It really sounds weird, but does it make me sound smart and sophisticated or like a loser? I think it makes you sound British without the accent. Is that a British thing? I don't know. It's, it kind of sounds like it. I have no idea. People all say I'm efforting. I'm efforting to get to get Brett Favre on the show. I'm not really. I'm just saying that. Efforting. Anyway, um, I think it's great. I, I might even, you know, it's been a while since I sent out a newsletter. My own newsletter was supposed to be monthly. I've got a mental health story, actually a couple of them, from when I was a player, that actually three of them, three of them, where I really could have used somebody to talk to and was really fortunate to have a good support system with my wife and family, but not every guy has that, which is why it's important. Speaking of important, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. I mean, dude, you get to watch a basketball game and turn $1 into $100? It's $100 in free credits. Promo code Ross, limited time, DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get to an email, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address, ross at rosstucker.com. One of my favorite things that we do is we get your emails and we answer them. So funny. Take advantage of a sponsor or you rate and review the show. What do you got, Bri? Uh, this one is from Connor. Hey, Ross, what is up? I'm a sophomore playing defensive end out in Connecticut. Can you tell me what you ate before every game? Do you have any pregame rituals? Love the podcast and go birds. Interesting that a kid in Connecticut is an Eagles fan, number one. Number two, I love this. I'm assuming sophomore in high school, right? Not a sophomore in college. You probably would have said what college. Yeah. So it's cool. I, you know, when I do this show, I guess I I picture it being mainly people for in like in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Although I know we have older. And obviously we have younger. We've had people say they listen with their kids. It's very cool. So, um, Connor, I don't know if they're still like this, but they used to tell us carbs, carbs, carbs. So we used to, I used to eat a lot of carbs before games, you know, like pancakes in high school, or we'd have like pasta. 
Is that how it is still, Bry? Do they say eat a lot of carbs before competition? Yeah, from from what I know, yeah, but I don't know anything. I really don't even know. That's another person we should get on the show. We should get a team like dietitian on the show. I don't even know if that's the way it is anymore. I didn't really have a ritual. Um, I would just eat what I would just eat what I what appealed to me. Like if they had chicken, I would eat chicken. If they had salad, I would eat salad. I didn't really have a pregame meal that was my go-to um, that I recall. I think if they had an omelet station, I would get an omelet, get a couple pancakes, usually for a 1 o'clock game. That's the one thing that's weird. People don't know. You have to be at the stadium at least three hours before the game, which means the pregame meal is usually around 8.30. So you have breakfast at between like 8 and 9 a.m., you don't eat again till after the game. That's a long window. 9 to 4.30, if you're an NFL offensive lineman, you're usually starving after the game. Absolutely starving. So that's something you might not know, Connor. Um, my pregame ritual is I would go on the field with just shorts on, not my game pants or whatever, and I would go through – try to go through every one of my steps that I would do in that game. So in my head, I would think of every play, pull to the left, pull to the right, pass block this, screen pass, at left guard center and right guard if I was backing up. If I was starting, I would only do it at the position I was starting at. But that was my thing. Before I put the game pants on, you start to feel a little tighter, a little more constricted. I wanted to go out there and feel agile, feel athletic. So that was my deal, Connor. Good question. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com. Make sure you check out the Fantasy Feast podcast today with Joe Dolan. Even Money podcast with Jastrzemski yesterday was amazing. Make sure you listen to that one. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.